Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health. By integrating the comprehensive animal health product portfolio of Merck Animal Health with the innovative technologies of all flex livestock intelligence, we are shaping the future of animal health, resulting in more effective solutions and healthier animals. Hey folks, welcome to Doc Talk. We're going to have a great show today. We have Dr. Matt Meisner joining us and we're going to talk about some things coming up on this show season. We're going to talk about ringworm and warts and different things that can grow on the skin of cattle. Stay tuned after these messages to listen more from Dr. Meisner. Matt, welcome to the show. Glad to be here again. Folks, this is Dr. Matt Meisner. He's an associate press professor here in our veterinary health center at Kansas State University where he uh, sees a lot of animals. He's one of our uh, medicine and surgery specialists here for beef cattle. Spend a lot of time down the clinics. Yep. In fact, you managed to get me to come back here. Okay. <laughs> we kind of had to snag him away from a case, actually, leading right into what we're doing today. And we're going to talk about warts and ringworm, but we thought we'd start out by talking about some wart issues. And I didn't realize there's so many different types of warts. Yeah, I think that people researching these kind of things in cattle, we, we see everybody thinks, well, I got warts. And, uh, but the, the research showing up to 15, 16 different strains of just bovine-specific papillomavirus or or uh, types of virus that causes warts in cattle so <laughs> a lot of them and so they're not all created equal that's for sure and you're talking about you can, you can get them all kinds of different places sure and so each of those strains generally have a specific area they like to grow in and uh, so you got a bunch of different skin types which we're we're used to seeing these big old giant uh, tumors looking on, on cattle, some that are specific for the reproductive tract, the penis on bulls, the, the reproductive areas on cows, um, we've got areas that tend to like to form in the esophagus and the intestines, um, you name it. And so each of those strains kind of wants to go to a certain area. Okay. And, and then can you, I mean, obviously based on the placement of them, but then can you send them in and get diagnostics on them or things to that right nature. Uh, so I mean I think that um, it's pretty when you see a wart um, it's pretty predictable as to what it is you know we don't necessarily need a biopsy to prove that it's a wart um, what we see is sometimes more of the clinical problems with those types of things and so you know the, they can get out of hand or they can cause uh, bleeding in certain areas especially the reproductive tract that hinders uh, sterility in bulls if you've got blood in your in your uh, in your semen with that kind of thing um, so we don't really need to necessarily biopsy to prove it um, but certainly there are some things that it could be and so we occasionally look at them and and uh, maybe this wart is characteristic of some other type of a tumor you know and so we may want to but most oftentimes warts are pretty predictable you mentioned that these are caused by viruses papillomavirus and and so it lends me you know we have pretty good vaccines against viruses can we have vaccines against warts yes and there is uh, at least one licensed vaccine against warts and when i mentioned there's so many different strains of that wart uh, this vaccine tries to incorporate as many types as possible and actually the company um, will solicit submissions from veterinarians or producers uh, to try to get more strains, okay? Um, so this is only one that doesn't, it tries to encompass all of these, and so as vaccines would be, um, sometimes it's effective, sometimes it's not, but that's about the only way to, to truly get uh, some sort of immunity against the virus. And you said that's in Colorado? 
Well, the, the company is Colorado Serum Company, and I'd have to remember where it's from, but um, that's, that's the one vaccine that I know of. Cool. Well, many different types of warts. Best prevention is going to be a vaccine, Colorado Serum Company. We're going to come back a little bit and talk with Dr. Meisner about how we're going to treat cattle, how long it takes for, for the clinical signs to go away or for the warts to, to be gone. Uh, thanks for watching Doc Talk. More after these messages. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Matt Meisner. We're from Kansas State University's College of Veterinary Medicine, where Dr. Meisner is an associate professor in the Department of Clinical Sciences, and he's also our section leader for our livestock services section. Yeah. Change the name. Yeah, we did. No yeah. more ag practices now. <laughs> we got livestock services, but. Basically, he is an internal medicine specialist that sees a lot of cases here, a uh, lot of cattle coming through our clinic, specialty cases, regular cases, and we're talking about warts. So, you know, we get a calf in here and, you know, it's fair time or, or whatever, and someone comes in and says, oh, shoot, I got a wart I need to get rid of. What are we going to sure. do? And there's probably, kind of to that, uh, there's several reasons that we'll see it. One would be show season. 4-H season and warts on the skin are going to be one of those things that don't allow you to go into the fair because it, right. it is a virus, it is a contagious virus, it is one of those things that they don't want to, to have there. Not only is it unsightly, um, but it's one thing. So that would probably be one of the reasons we'd see it. And so if you think you've got warts or you know you've got some on these, you'd, you're wanting to plan ahead to get rid of them um, at least a month before you go. And and as we have for prevention, meaning a vaccine against a virus, um, the way that we treat these is to try to remove them. Um, and sometimes it's a matter of just surgically removing them. We freeze them, we burn them off, we do a whole bunch of things and we leave a little wart. And that being that it's supposed to stimulate the immune system to fight off anything uh, else. So it's kind of like a natural vaccine then. Right. You'd irritate it, the viruses get an immune response and then it prevents others from forming and then also attacking the, the ones the that, are there. that are there. Yeah, so you're hoping that you're internally stimulating the immune system to fight it off. And, uh, but it takes time, you know, so we can remove it. We're going to have some, some wounds that need to heal, but we're also going to have to take time to let the body heal those up. Yeah, so at least a month ahead of the, the fair or wherever you're going to show that animal, we yeah. need to get after it and try to get it done. And that's for skin ones. Now, penile warts. So penile warts, bulls, reproductive exam, breeding soundness exams in the spring. Um, very common to notice warts in young bulls. Most of them will resolve on their own as their immunity develops. Okay, but if they test a bull and they see a, a wart, um, certainly anything on that wart when he tries to breed could cause bleeding. Bleeding's not going to allow him to get have a successful uh, pregnancy because that's going to hinder it. So then we'll possibly talk about taking that wart off if it doesn't go away on its own. And um, Again, planning ahead, we usually try to take these off, uh, remove the wart, check them two weeks, make sure it's gone. Okay, some of them are really persistent and uh, they don't want to go away. Um, so a lot of times, you know, we'll see these that we have to treat multiple times, you know, before they go. And uh, but again, planning for at least a, at least a month ahead to get this stuff cleared up. 60 days prior to, or at least a month prior to breeding season, this thing needs to be cleared up you know, and those kind of things. So, and you probably take those off the same way, excise them or, or, yep. or so, uh, freeze them? Surgery, freezing, we do some laser therapy in the clinic, you know, so some of those kind of things. And uh, so there's multiple ways to try, and depending on the strain, sometimes they're a little difficult to get gone, so we need to plan ahead. Ever vaccine, uh, or ever vaccinate in the face of, of uh, uh, already having warts? Yep, 
We do that too. Um, you know, just trying to see if we can stimulate it. Uh, but usually that strain is going to be fairly specific. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's take a break and then we'll switch gears to something uh, a little more itchy. Sure. Warm. Folks, thanks for watching Doc Talk. Dr. Matt Meisner, Dr. Dan Thompson. More after these messages. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Matt Meisner, who is an associate professor and the section head of Livestock Services, our, our practice here at Kansas State University's College of Veterinary Medicine. Does a lot of work teaching, is nationally acclaimed, and, and does a lot of speaking out there at veterinary meetings. Uh, glad to have you on the show. Grab you out of the right when he's heading out of the, the clinics in the truck to go work on a case. Uh, said, hey, you mind shooting this real quick? But anyway, um, ringworm. Yeah, another fun one. And I apologize. Yeah, I didn't have time to go through makeup and hair today, so uh, um, not a big deal. Um, ringworm's another one of those skin problems. And when we had, we talked a little bit in the past about warts and ringworm um, gets a name of worm, but it's actually a fungus. Okay, um, and it can sometimes look like warts because sometimes it gets kind of a crusty surface to it, you know. So, uh, but ringworm is actually not a worm; it's a fungus, and it's a contagious fungus. It's another one of those skin things that'll keep you out of the fair um, because they don't want to have that type of a, of a of a contaminant in the environment or on other animals to to create other problems. Mainly contagious cattle to cattle, but there could be some issues you know, where it could be zoonotic, right? right. Or, or from cattle to people. Yeah, so, sure. I mean, it can go from critter to critter, um, and from critter to post to critter. Um, it can go critter to you to critter. And it can go, some species of ringworm in, in animals can be transmitted to people to cause clinical problems, some, some severe itching and other things. And some people are more susceptible to it than others. But um, ringworm, you know, some of this, are, again, a bunch of different species of ringworm. Um, and uh, a lot of them are, species specific in cows generally get cow types and goats and cats and but um, some of those species are certainly zoonotic to you well, too. I've had clients come in and had ringworm on a cat and then you look at their arms and yeah just it's on their arms or wherever they're holding that cat yeah just um, <laughs> don't be careful yeah it's not pretty <laughs> um, and then uh, you know there's you said there's no vaccines for this right so unlike the warts or other skin things where we've got a, a typical virus um, a fungal type situations like this there's really no preventive um, mechanism like a vaccine for it um, it's just it's one of those things you either clear it or we treat it and take care of it so they're picking it up where in the environment and so again usually it's an, an animal that's had it they're carrying it they're, they're contaminating the environment with it and it can it can reside in various areas as long as it's in the right environment it can it can last and an animal can rub up against a post or a gate or anything and manage to get it to, in that situation too. So we're going to look at at uh, you know prevention basically is going to be if you have an animal you're going to isolate it and then the rest of it's taking care of the environment and making sure that that we get it cleaned up. Sure yeah you'd want to you know a lot of areas will be self cleaning and get sunlight and those kind of things, but moist, dark areas and, and a bunch of crevices can hold it. And, and then you got to be careful with that kind of a thing. You think about some of the show cattle that we keep in inside or keep them in cooler boxes, uh, things of that nature. Yeah. You might want to disinfect or scrub down those cooler boxes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those kind of things. And then again, be careful with on, on those, um, but moist, dark 
areas and wear gloves. Wear gloves. All right. Let's take a break. Folks, you're watching Doc Talk. Dr. Matt Meisner here. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to treat ringworm after these messages. Hey folks, welcome back to Doc Talk. I'm here with Dr. Matt Meisner, who's an associate professor in the Department of Clinical Sciences and the section head of the Livestock Veterinary Services here at Kansas State's Veterinary Health Center. We're talking about ringworm and the fungus among us. And, and you know, when we get dogs and cats and people, you know, we can use some not just topical things, but we can actually treat them with, with antifungals, systemic antifungals. And that we don't do that much in beef cattle. Don't do it much in cattle, and, and the reason being is it's uh, fairly expensive. Um, being ruminants, it's hard to get the volume that you'd want into them to be uh, effective against treating these kind of things. And uh, so it, in almost all situations, it's not really practical, or, or, or and we don't even really know how effective it is in some of these to give a drug like greciofulvin is the drug that a lot of people would get or a cat might get or something, but um, not going to be not going to be something we pick off the shelf well, really readily. And we're eating these animals. Yeah. And so, right. you know, withdrawals and things like that and, and some of these products. But uh, so, so when you start to think about, well, I'll go get my veterinarian to give me something that's internal that I, you know, we had a cat and we gave it this and it dried it up, probably not going to be the same. And A lot, okay. lot different decision process in that and uh, not just cost, you know. So, again, effective cost, withdrawal times, those kind of things. So systemic treatment is pretty, pretty, pretty unlikely. And that's really, some of those drugs are really the only ones that are proven. You know, there's some um, theoretical treatments with iodides and iodines and other treatments that have really not been proven, um, certainly have their own side effects um, that, that, that have been attempted, but really not proven. The only things that you can really do for these are treat them topically, clean them, betadine type things and and sun drying you know there's okay. there's been a bunch of witch magic out there with uh flower treatments uh, i'm not going to mention names on these because it's not right but there's been some things that um, diesel solvents and a bunch of different things to try to dry these out that have been tried again not proven um and maybe more irritating than than good um, but uh, there's a bunch of ringworm is it creates a bunch of desperation because it's a hard one to get rid of and so and I think that you know the other thing is as you mentioned earlier fungus or ringworm in humans versus cats versus dog and cattle can all be different yeah. and so trying to buy all over-the-counter stuff for humans isn't gonna probably work on cattle again getting back to iodine scrub cleaning it and getting it out in the sunshine and, yeah. and drying them out yeah a lot of them self-resolve. Yeah, a lot of them will clear up on their own. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the individual's immune system. You know, some people are more susceptible to it. Some cattle are, are having trouble getting rid of it. And it has to do with just some of their, their immunity or ability to, to fight it off on their own. And so that's, that's something we kind of keep in the back of our mind as well. Wow. It's been a great show. I always appreciate you coming on and, and spending time with us. And, you know, anything else on ringworm or warts or... No, I mean, um, yeah, it's it's frustrating, and and I I feel the pain of the producer a lot of times when we're trying to get these things cleared up, and it's just uh, it can be a, it can be a lot of work to get them gone. Make sure you plan ahead. Make sure you work with your local practitioner. Uh, and if you want to know more about what we do on Doc Talk, you can find us at www.doctalktv.com. 
I'm Dr. Dan Thompson here with Dr. Matt Meisner. We're at Kansas State University's College of Veterinary Medicine, and we'll see you down the road.